Hi, I'm Hannah, team manager of the Orange Arrow Players Association, a nonprofit organization with the mission of coaching student athletes to aim for success off the field. Have you heard the news? Orange Arrow is turning 10. Please consider giving a monthly donation of $10 for 10 years of OA at www.orangearrow.org. Make sure to also subscribe to our newsletter and follow us on social media to see how we're celebrating. Thank you for listening. Welcome to Inside the Play Call with Orange Arrow, and I'm your host, Sean Robinson. And today we have a very, very special guest, my guy, Poe, Hank Poe What up, boss? How are you, man? I'm great, man. Thanks for having me on. Man, thank you for your time, man. Time is the most valuable asset. I really appreciate you joining. Thank you. So you ready to rock? Yep. So as an athlete, former athlete, you know the importance of warming up and stretching. Mm -hmm. So with that, I got a couple of warm-up questions. So here we go. Poe, if you're going to listen to one musical artist for 30 days straight, their entire catalog, who are you selecting? Uh, right now, new school probably would be Drake. Yeah. I, I, I just hear... He have a, a, a huge catalog. He, he give you a mix of everything. I mean, I really, I actually like his new album. It grew on I'm me. I'm with you. I was going to ask you about that. I'm with you. It grew on me. He has some hits. He has some beats. I, I know you like it because it, it got a lot of a dance type. <laughs> I mean. Poe, hold on, Poe, Poe, Poe. Please don't act like, don't, don't act like you used to get down, cut a little rug as the old people used to say. Don't act like you used to get it down young Hank, though. Not, not like you though. So. <laughs> but it grew on you though. I'm a, yeah, it grew, it grew on me. It, it, you know, you can you can get uh, go with that. And then he he gave me a little bit of old school, new school because a lot of his music is he tells stories. Yeah. You know, you can yeah. think, you can visually see what he's talking about. It don't sound like a freestyle, so I I, I vibe with it. I'm with you, man. I, I'm I'm Drake too, man. I. I could listen to him 30 days straight. It's, it's right. incredible his run of being in the top for so long, top tier. He continues to, you know, re-evolve and continue to stay relevant. It's pretty incredible. It's, it's a run we haven't seen before. Yeah. I'll listen to all the old school, but yeah, Drake would be the, the one I listen to now. There it is. Favorite TV show of all time. If it came on today, you could sit down and watch the episode. Um, I'm really on that power. Okay. I'm on all that right. power. I, I watched, I mean, I watched all the spinoffs. I watched all the seasons. I'm on that heavy. I did not know that. They say it's the big rich town. Oh yeah, hey, I'm on hey, all of it. When it first came on with Goats and all that, I mean, it took the, man, the culture by storm. But you still yeah. rocking the spinoffs, like Tommy, all of that, huh? Tommy, uh, young, young, young and Reek, young boy Reek, <laughs> all that. All the spinoffs. I'm on all all fifties uh um shows. I would have not guessed that, man. I mean, I understand the power, but you're following the uh the spinoffs too. So you they really got you locked so in. You you only you only know uh, a piece of me. But I I watch. I mean, I watch pretty much everything. I can watch. It's, it's a lot of things. You'll be like, "Dang, you you into the, like I can watch Disney stuff." Yeah, I can watch. Uh, I, only thing I don't really like is horror. I don't watch horror, but okay. I, I pretty much watch it. I watch a lot of different things, man. 
Wow. Are you because do you watch movies as well? Or do you like going to movie theaters? Is that kind of your thing? Too? I haven't been to the movie theater since COVID, but yep. yeah, I, I've all shoot when I was a when I was in the NFL and I would be away during the offseason and my wife would be back in Delaware. I would go to the movie theaters by myself, like like I'm in my own crib <laughs> like midday. Mid and I'm watching movies, but yeah, I'm a big, big movie shows, all that series. I do it all. That's dope. That's dope. And so, especially going midday, most of the time you probably had a theater to yourself. You know, I mean, you good. Theater to myself with a, a whole bunch of old heads in it. Got you. <laughs> right. That's true. <laughs> Retired cast. Yeah, hey, yeah. So, so do you have a like a movie tradition? Do you always get popcorn or do you always get candy? Like slushies, like I'm a slushy guy, a cherry slushy, and I'm also I have a thing for Kit Kat and a popcorn dog. I don't know what it is, Kit Kat and popcorn. So when you, when you were going to the movie theater, do you have a tradition? I had to get Sour Patch Kids. Sour Patch Kids. Sour Patch Kids. <laughs> if I'm with my kids, I let them get the popcorn and I'll share with them. But I get the I have to get the Sour Patch Kids. <laughs> now, I, now we share the Sour Sour Patch Kids, or you just nah, got to get those, another one? Those if they want candy, they they need to get their own. Cause you know, in the movie theater, the bags they got the little small ones. Right, right. And they mad expensive. <laughs> right. And they, like you really can go to the CVS or the little and grab your own before easy. You but yeah, I dig, I dig it. It's so so thinking of movies. When I think of movies, I think of uh, like Iron Man. You talked about Disney. Last question. Last warm-up question. You could have any superpower. What superpower would you select? If I could have any superpower? Yes. Hmm. Probably I can't die. Ooh. Seriously? You will live forever? Wow. Okay. All right, that's a good one. That's a good one. So, 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 how would that work though with your family and loved ones or your friends, whatever? You just you get it. <laughs> you just keep a new set. <laughs> you just keep. Right? Yeah, I ain't look. I ain't look that far ahead, man. That's fair. <laughs> that's fair. No, no, we, we ain't gonna go that far. No, no, no. Yeah, I yeah, dig yeah. it. Live forever. If, and, and, if, and, if, if that if that was a a problem, then it would be power. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, so like meaning like strength, like to be able to move mountains and buildings? Whatever it takes, whatever strength I need for the job, I, I'm able to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but uh, and when you first said it, I thought you were saying what I feel like I have now. Like if I was to say what I have now. Oh, gotcha. And, and my, my superpower for me, I would say like, the ability to, I can read people. Oh, got you. I see I what you're saying. I don't yeah, care what, yeah, being authentic. what yeah. you, I don't care what you are trying to do. I can see through it. I can mm. read people easy. And I, I mess my players up all the time. They like, how you know that coach? You know, but when you're a quiet, laid back guy, you observe people a lot. And, mm -hmm. you know, you tend to, be able to study and read people, how they move, uh, body language. You know, I could tell when somebody lying, all that type of stuff. Wow. So that, has that something that's been a gift since you were younger? Or that's something that kind of developed as you got older? 
you know, you don't, sometimes when you're young, you don't realize certain things. And then as you get older and you start to really observe and see how things work, you start to realize, man, I had this ability to do that. So. I dig it. I dig it. So let's take it back then. Young Poe, young, young Hank, where you originally from, introduction to sports, talk to Sam a little bit, take it away a little bit. All right. So originally uh, born in Philadelphia, um, I was introduced to basketball there. Uh, whole family played basketball. Um, my mom, she was a All-American and Hall of Famer at her high school, uh, West Philly, West Catholic in uh, West Philly. Uh, my uncle, same thing, played basketball there, played college basketball. My pop played college basketball at Westchester. So that was something that was the first sport that I learned to play uh, growing up in Philly. Um, so I I'm going to pause there right there. So thinking Philly, were you a 76ers fan? So talk about some of the uh, sports team you were a fan of, but also what athletes did you look up to? Oh, yeah, I was a, a, a definitely a Phillies uh, fan all across the board, baseball, uh, football, Eagles, basketball. My pop used to take me to the Sixers games all the time. Um, during the this, now, during this time, it was when the Sixers, Dr. J was there. So I looked Ooh. up to Dr. J, uh, Mo Cheeks. Um, Ooh, yeah. Malone, Malone yeah. Guys, you know, that was during my time when I was a youngin in Philly, going to going to those games. Um, I think Cunningham was the quarterback. Ooh, Randall, man. Yeah, so he was that guy. It, it was it was it was good times. Um, but fast forward, uh, my dad got a job in Harrisburg um, as a principal. So we moved to Harrisburg, and that's when I was introduced to football. Um, that's when I got, so I started playing. We had the Peewees, Ponies, Midgets. Peewees played for a team called the Harrisburg Packers. Uh, then I eventually played for St. Margaret Mary's. And then my midget team was the Susquehanna Township Indians. So that's kind of like where I got started. My dad, he put me in it. When I was a youngin, he always put me in sports, track, uh, Swimming, I was on a swim team. Wow. Basketball, football, always put me in things just to, to introduce it to me and see if I liked it or not. And, uh, you know, that's kind of like where it all began when I was at Harrisburg, putting me in all these different sports. Man, talk to me about swimming. So did you learn the different strokes from backstrokes to breaststrokes? Talk about your swimming experience. Yeah. So it started out with just lessons. Yeah. And then from there, um, there was a team. And then there were different events, kind of like a, what's that What's that event in track where they do multiple events? Is hip, 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 hip. Yeah, hip tap the lawn, yep, yep. Something like that. So yep. there was uh, all these different events, right? Where they had swimming, running, um strength all these different things oh, like and a triathlon I, or something like that yeah yeah yeah, yeah. So I, he put me in that i was i mean i was young and i wanted but you know I, did I had, you yeah i had to do the swim all that yeah my pop put me in a lot of stuff man 
So, but you want it though. So this is like middle school. What age is this? Uh, yeah, the middle or school elementary. Age. Okay, uh, middle school age. Yeah, middle All school. Right. Um, me, and my sisters, um, we were we were involved in that. Uh, they was there was a thing called the Hershey Invitational. I don't know if you remember that. It's track. So it was before like AAU was really big, and uh, it started out with the local area. And then it goes on to regional, and then it goes to state. So uh, in, I think, sixth grade, I want to say, fifth or sixth grade, I was the state champ. So the state track meet was at uh, Penn State. Okay. You know, so a lot of those different things. There was this no another thing called wow. dribble and shoot. That sounds familiar. So it's a clock. Everything's time. You got to shoot layups, as okay. many layups as you can, times, right? So then the other uh, portion of the, the event, you got to dribble through cones as fast as you can, turn back around, and then full speed back. Mm. So I was I was the city champ, regional champ, and then once you become the champ, you perform at halftime in Washington, D.C., at the Washington Wizards game. Wow. So, yeah. so you performed at halftime. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. And so the performance you had to do the, do same, the same drills again. Same thing. Oh, and now you got kids from everywhere. Wow. Yeah. Were you so nervous? I, do you remember? I was. I, I, I didn't do as well as I did the, the <laughs> regional and state stuff. But That's fair. It, it was a great experience, you know. But my, like I said, my dad, he was my first coach. He put me in a lot of different things, challenged me. Sometimes he would play me up just so I can uh, just be able to play against some uh, bigger, uh, yeah. better competition to challenge me, you know, to challenge me uh, athletically and mentally to be able to have that same drive, that same mental toughness uh, versus the older and better uh, competition. I dig it. I dig it. One of the things I'm interested in hearing more about I know your dad is a lifetime, lifetime, lifetime um, educator. You know, he mentioned uh -huh. as a principal, and I actually believe he became a superintendent as well. Correct? Yeah, still is. Yeah. Today. So he did superintendent, and so a couple things with that. So how was education in your home? Uh, did you feel added pressure? Then also, were you able? Were you ever in the same school as as him? Like whether it's high school or middle school or anything like that? Speak to the education side of things. Yeah. So. Education definitely was big. Uh, I mean, he he pushed us, he pushed us every day to 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 strive for greatness. He knew exactly what we needed, what classes we needed to to get to college. Uh, he would put me in SAT, ACT prep classes. Um, I know there was a time I wasn't even I had good grades, but he sent me to summer school just so I could work on some of my my uh, math uh fundamentals uh but he 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 pushed each and one of uh his 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 children um daily but going to what you what you asked about being in the school with him that right, was tough. right that okay. you know, that was tough I, I break it down i would get threatened by teachers um <laughs> in front of the whole class like hey you you need me to call your dad <laughs> my dad will pop up out of nowhere, peeking in the window, right, the other, right, other door. 
you know what I mean? Like stuff like that. Um, sometimes it was hard as an athlete because there would be times where some of the some of my teammates will look at me and say, I'm only starting or I only have this yeah. opportunity because of who my dad was. Right, right. You know what I mean? So it was a lot of pressure being in a smaller city. Everybody knew each other. It was like you was under a microscope. Right. And you had to be, you have to live up to their expectations. You can't um, do certain things because everybody's watching. Everybody know who your dad is. You know what I mean? So that was tough, especially not being originally from Harrisburg and all my mm-hmm. family is in Philly and Chester, Pennsylvania. Um, just that support, you know, moving there, people already had like their families, their group of friends. So it, it wasn't always easy being the principal and superintendent's son. Mm. Yeah, I even think about that perspective where they kind of use it as a, as a tool, as a weapon. Hey, do I need to call you dad? Do we need to call him over the, the loudspeaker, what have you? Wow. Very interesting. Very interesting. And so thinking about the pressure that you experienced being a, uh, a young athlete, speak to your high school experience. Now, did you continue? Did you, I know, we know you excelled in football. Did you continue to play basketball or did you let that go or did you balance them too? I, I actually, yeah, I played, I played basketball, um, ran track. Um, basketball. We were pretty good. Uh, we was, I know we were, I want to say, I want to say we were conference champs. We would go to districts and we would choke all the time. Like we were one of those teams where we had a lot of great athletes. The chemistry wasn't there. Gotcha. Everybody wanted to be the man. You know I mean? Did you play the one or the two? What was I, actually, I actually played the two. My point guard, so I'm five ten. My point guard was six five, Ooh. and he actually went to Temple uh, and played basketball there for four years. But uh, wow, he was like Penny Hardaway before like Penny Hardaway. Like he was young. Yeah, I mean, the six five uh, at a point guard. You didn't see that. I mean, I mean, you saw Magic on a bigger stage, but you didn't see that too often though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was. Uh, but we we had a really we had a really good team. I know once I left, they got they. Everything came together. They eventually started winning states and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, I was an all-star, um, all-conference player, basketball, all-conference, um, football, all-American. And then uh, my four-by-one team in track, we went to states. Now I got a crazy story about that. So my senior, my senior year, we uh, we win. Did we win? I think we won districts. We might have won districts or we came in second. Can't remember, but we were seated pretty high going in the states. So we hear first call. Team, we get off the bus, go warm up. We leave our, our bags and everything on the bus. Go warm up. Then we hear second call. All right, let's go get our stuff. Right. So go check in. So we go back to the bus to go get our stuff. The bus is gone. <laughs> the bus is gone. So now we panic and we don't have our cleats. This is my senior right. year. Um, so we ended up scratching. Oh, wow. So once the race was over, boom, they already ran. Bus is pulling up as soon as the race is over. 
this is my senior year. Ooh, we was we was high C. Ooh. Now, 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 did you shed a tear or any of your uh, teammates shed shed a tear? I can't that's, remember. That, that's hurt, right? That's hurtful right there. Yeah, because so I, and then my other situation, I was a long jumper. And I think I jumped anywhere from 22 to 23 in that range. So I went into the meet seated number one uh, going into it. Uh, but I didn't know what I was doing. I, I ain't had no technique. The sheer talent, yeah. Didn't know, didn't know how to mark my steps. I used to go to meets and look at other people's marks. And then I'll try their marks and be like, oh, all right, I'm gonna use this one. This is my first one. <laughs> I mean, so I get a couple practice runs and say, oh, this worked. I like this. So I get to the, so now is my time to jump. First jump, scratch. Okay. Second jump, scratch. Third jump, scratch. I don't even place. Only three, oh, you only get three scratches. Dang. So bad experience my senior year in track. <laughs> Ooh, we. Where was the track meet? Was it at Harrisburg or did they, did they take it to Penn State? So all the, the state of Pennsylvania, um, all the track meets, I think it was at Shippensburg University. Oh, Shippensburg. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Oof, man. And so, so talk about the recruiting process. You were a standout running back. Did you play defense in high school or did you focus on running back? Minimal. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you were all world running back. Speak to the recruiting process. Who were so, you considering? All right, so I was getting mail everywhere. And you know, back then the recruiting was different. Like you didn't technically get offers you were getting mail and asked to set up visits right business and then when you go to the actual visit at the end you sit down with the head coach and you get the offer or you don't right depending on because it'll be like four or five other guys there on that weekend and one of us is going to get the offer um, the only offer I could remember early was Penn State. Okay. Because I would go to Penn State, my, a lot of my teammates, we would go to Penn State football camp every summer. And during this time, it was no one-day prospect camp. It was an all-week, all-week. Yeah. You yep. spend the night. Yep, seven on seven, all day. Yep, totally. Yeah. yeah. So we, I would do that every year. And Joe Paterno called me my junior year and offered me, but he wanted me to play defensive back. Mm. And I was like, I don't want to play DB. I want to be a I want I want to be a running back. Right. So I turned that down. That wasn't wow. even one of my visits, one of my five visits. My five visits was West Virginia, Syracuse, Pitt, Boston College. I can't remember the fifth. I didn't think I took the fifth. Got you, got you. And so as we know, you decided to go to Pitt. Why did you choose Pitt? Pitt, and Pitt wasn't my first choice. Um, but Pitt, they was they was persistent. Who's your first choice then? Do you remember? Uh, when I say my first choice, I mean like during the process before I 
narrowed it down to five. Got you. I got you. Got you. Got you. So then you narrowed it down. They would the five. They would, yep. Yeah, they was they would send me mail. I'm like, I'm not going to pit. I went right. to one time. I went to pit spring game, right, bro. <laughs> talking about, I can have a, a full conversation with anybody on the field. Right. Talking right. about no one in the stadium. Now, I prior to that, I had went to Penn State um, spring game, and it was ninety thousand. Like, right, right. You hear the little, you know, the little, uh, yeah, Nikki yeah. line. I'm like, oh, it's lit. <laughs> right. Then I go to Pit Joel. I'm like, oh no, nah. I, I ain't coming to Pit. Yeah. And they kept saying, look, you can be part of the class that turns this around. Mm. You know, they kept saying that. So, make a long story short. I didn't get my SAT scores. So Pitt was the one that stuck by me. Gotcha. And they the one that helped me get into a prep school. Mm. So that meant a lot to me because some of the other schools, they started to fall off. Yeah. You know what I mean? So Pitt, yep. Pitt, was, Pitt, Pitt was loyal. I dig it. So what prep school did you end up going to? Um, Maine Central Institute, all the way up in Pittsfield, Maine, by Portland, Maine. Culture shot. Bro, I was about to say, how was that transition? Rural town. Um, you know, I mean, I had good experience. I met, I had some, to this day, I had, do you remember um, Ike Williams? Totally, yeah, the receiver. Me and Ike was, uh, we met. At, at MCI. Wow, didn't I know that? That makes sense because y'all were tight in at Pitt. That makes sense now. I get yep. it. I didn't know that. Yep. Wow. Yep. Yep. Told you really it was cool. a lot of stuff you did because you was a youngin. Yeah, I did not know that, bro. That's crazy. So, how long were you at the uh, prep school for a semester or the year? Yeah, just a semester. I went up. Okay. So I went up there. They had these SAT, ACT prep courses. So I went up there to uh, go through those classes. They had life skills type classes and all that. Cause I didn't have to, like I had good grades. I was in the honor society and all of that, but it was just the test scores. Wasn't a good standardized test taker. Um, the time, times, timing always messed me up. When something, when you got to take a test and it got time. Oh, got you. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but that's, that's, that's pretty much it. And then I played half of the year. I got hurt. Ended up hurting my messing my knee up and had to get surgery. It was crazy. Just my my whole route to getting a pit, man. I had to, a lot of perseverance, a lot of adversity, man. Had to persevere. Definitely. I played in the Big 33. And when I played in the Big 33, Hearing all the other guys, uh, such and such, going to Penn State, such and such, Florida State, all these guys going in your class, going to all these big schools, and I'm going to a prep school. You know what I mean, it, yeah. it, it was it was hard at first, but when I got out there, met some of the other guys, and you know, it was cool. Then my yeah. recruit started to pick back up. Like I started to get because I was a, a prep school All American, so mm. like, as a running back. So a lot yeah. of the teams started to pick up. I stuck with Pitt because Pitt showed me love. I dig it. I dig it. So we, we're about to go to Pitt. We got to pause, though. Big 33. Back then is Ohio, Ohio versus PA. I had an opportunity to play in that game. 
Did PA or Ohio win? Who won that game? We won, but it was the worst experience in my football career. So PA won the worst experience. So you stayed there for a week. You got your you got your whole family. So, why so, why so, was that, dog? So again, I turned down Penn State because I wanted to be a running back. I get to the Big Thirty Three. They need corners. I don't play corner. I'm a running right. back. Right, and right. I'm, so I'm right then and there. I'm hot. I don't know nothing about playing corner. Always been a running back my whole life. Right. So I go into the game. I start out pretty good. Have a couple good plays. Get scored on. All right. All right. That's cool. Got got scored on. Come back out halftime. Get scored on again. Same dude. Right. Yeah. Later in the game. Get scored on again. Same dude. Got, oh. got, got cooked three times in the big 33. Now, when I was when I was a youngin, always dreamed of playing in the big 33 running mm -hmm. a rock scoring like yeah all vision that mm -hmm. now i'm getting cooked you know what i mean so that's even though we won because you know in the big 33 the rule is like if you up a certain amount of points now you have to it's, it's almost like they they get the ball mm, like, yeah yeah you don't you can't you don't just even though I can't remember the exact one. Yeah, it was something like, yeah, they, they, they're something trying to avoid crazy. like blowouts and all that. Right. Yeah. Right. So, because we was we was putting it on. But they kept giving them opportunity and they was taking advantage of it. We win. Dude still got MVP. Bro, hold on, man. So, <laughs> you've never played corner. The biggest high school stage in the area. They throw you out corner. You get scored on three times. Like, this is crazy, dog. Right. And then the guy gets MVP. So I ended up not playing a position that I wasn't accustomed to playing. You know, I, I just, I brushed it off on to the next phase. I knew I was about to go to prep school, play running back. And, uh, you know, that that's kind of like how I had to move on. You know, I had a great support system. My dad, he always told me uh, to not get too low, don't get too high, stay the course. Mm. That that was the that was the the famous word throughout my whole career. Stay the course. Stay don't the let course. them don't let them break your spirit. Don't let them break you. Stay the course. Your time is gonna come. I mean, even with me going to prep school, your time's gonna come. Stay the course. It's gonna happen. All right. So that was my my. So, you know, I had a lot of different things, experiences that I had to go through. Definitely. I did not know that. And so, and so as we looked at fast forward and thinking about what your, what your dad said, you know, not too high, not too low, stay the course. It reminded me of an old coach of ours at Pitt, Coach Junkle, not too high, not too low, keep sawing that wood. wood so yeah. speak, speak to your time at Pitt. What comes to mind? Some of your fondest memories. Talk about your Pitt days a little bit. All right, but well, before I can go back to the, well, before I can go to my fondest memories, the same thing happened to me at Pitt. Talk to me about the position? Yes. Here we go. All right, break it down. All right, so. Who was the I, head coach I, when you got was, there? Uh, Johnny Majors. Majors, okay, got you, okay. All right, so I get to Pitt early that summer. 
take some summer, take a summer class just to get adjusted to college life, classes, all that type stuff. Go through the summer program. Go through that whole summer. Training, 707, all that type stuff. Learning the offense. The week before camp, right when we was about to do our conditioning test, got pulled into the office. We need uh, some more depth at corner. He's like, what, what they got to do with me? <laughs> Why are you talking I was about? like, here we go again. <laughs> Getting the same talk. Like, I'm already beaten and I'm, I'm, I'm messed up mentally right now with corner. Right. So it, 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 it hurt me for, for a while. So let, let's pause there, Paul. So, so Joe Paterno, uh, the head coach at the Big 33, now the head coach at Pitt. Why do you think people kept trying to steer you to play corner? Maybe it was my, I, I had the skill set to play. Um, back then, you, you think the eye pro, that really wasn't my style. Eye pro, downhill, ISO, all that. I wanted to take it to the outside. I, my style fits today's game more. Your running back style got you, yep. And at the time, I was probably 180. Wasn't the biggest guy. Um, but I had the opportunity to play corner, a little a little bit of corner early my, my freshman year, return some kicks. And then midseason, they had a package for me to play running back. Oh, wow. Your true freshman year. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Yeah. So I had a couple That's games strong. as a freshman. Uh Boston College at home. It was uh Halloween night. Got a chance. We won. Got a chance to play a little running back. Went to Notre Dame. Got a chance to play. And, and now at Notre Dame, it was garbage time. We 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 got blown out 66. Okay. But I got a chance. <laughs> I got a chance to play uh, some running back. And you know, during my time at Pitt, my best season was the year we went six and six and went to the Liberty Bowl. That was my yeah. best season as far as team going to a bowl. You know, so. It, Wait, that was the most games y'all won? My, my first year, we won, I think, two games. My mm. second year, we won six games. My third year, I think we won like two games. It was two games because that, that was my senior year. That was the year before I got there. Wow. And then my senior year, your freshman year, we won five games because right. we, we lost that last game to go to a bowl game. Yeah. So I only went to one bowl my whole career. Mm. But... uh when, when Coach Harris came, he gave me the opportunity to choose offense or defense. Okay. So I started out in that, that spring, my sophomore year, playing running back. Was rotating. I was rotating with, uh, I want to say, I can't remember if Billy West was still there, but I know Smurf was there, the, the Wayne um, Schultz. Schultz, yeah, yeah. Was Barlow, Barlow there yet? Uh, Barlow might have been a freshman. Okay, yeah. Okay, I think I was a year ahead of, of Barlow, but I was rotating, starting at running back. Played a couple first couple games, Penn State, 
uh, Louisiana Tech or some one of those schools, played them, realized running back ain't me. Now what? running back ain't me. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that? The, 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 the style, they were just coming at you like, man, I, the way they somebody, I ain't trying to be hit. The way they was trying to make me play, Got it you. just wasn't me. Yep. You know, yep. I'm more I'm more flash. I want to hit the outside. Yep. Yeah, you know I mean, yeah. I was like, all right, okay, y'all win. I'm a DB. <laughs> Everyone wins, right? <laughs> Let me go to DB. You all win. <laughs> Let me go to DB, and I still feel like I'm an offensive player as a returner. I was going to say that, man, because you you got that little that little uh, that itch. It was ready to scratch, and man, dog, you made your money returning kicks too. So yeah. it, it 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 all worked out. Dang, that's crazy. Wow. And so so did you rock? 31 as soon as you got there and then uh your freshman sophomore year because when I was there you were 31 right so, 31 so when I was in high school my number was 20 and then Billy West was number 20 yep but when I went to prep school they gave me 31 so when I came to Pitt since Billy West was there he was 20 they automatically gave me what I wore at prep school so that's kind of yeah. like and then just going backwards when I was in Lou League, I wore 31. 31 and 22. I always wore 31 and 22, which was the numbers I wore in the NFL. Right, 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 right. Wow, that's cool. It's always interesting to hear, like, the number story and the relationship with the numbers. How long have they had that number? Like, uh, as you know, athletes, we'll be having ties to those numbers. But, like, hey, you know what I mean? Yeah. It, it, just, it just something about that. And so, uh, so, so what else do you think about what comes up the pit, man, before we move on? Watch your time there on or off the field. You know what I mean? I know, I know, um, I know you had a great time, whether it's there in Oakland, you know, at the mm -hmm. O, or whether it's, you know, playing against West Virginia. Like, what else yeah. you want to share about the time I picked? Well, my junior year was my best year. That was yeah, the definitely. year where it was my first year starting. Because um, even when I made the transition my sophomore year, I made that transition knowing that I'm leaving a starting position on offense. And now I'm in a package or I'm a backup in, uh, on defense. So I'll give you a short story of what happened my sophomore year to transition to my junior year. We're playing against Syracuse my sophomore year. I'm not playing. I'm not even preparing like I'm going to play. Yeah. It's towards the end of the game. We're at home. We win this game, we win the Big East. I think it was Chuck. Chuck Brown got hurt. Chuck Brown, yeah. I'll never forget. Snow flurries coming down. <laughs> it's coming close. It's close to championship time, right? Chuck get hurt. I'm third corner. Hey. Oh, shoot. Oh, shoot. I'm about to go to the game. <laughs> it's close. This is a close game. Right, right, right. Something so on the line. When I run in, I'm on their sideline. Donovan McNabb looks to the sideline. They look at me. I'm like, oh, they're about to come at me. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so it was a receiver by the name of Quinn Spotwood. Yeah, I remember Spotwood, yeah. He was a guy. Yeah, yeah, he could play. So Quentin Spotwood, bro. Run a fade, Donovan McNabb connect with him in the corner. I'm right there. He scores. We lose the game. Sick. 
right? Ooh, so that whole offseason, all I could think about is Quentin Spotwood. Mm. When I was tired, Quentin Spotwood. Mm. That was my drive. Yeah. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm I'm when I when I see him again, it's gonna be different. Yeah. Find out Quentin Spotwood towards ACL. So I ain't see him the following year. Yeah. But just thinking about that situation. That experience, right. Into that junior year, my best year as a college player. Set the record as a kickoff returner, uh, single season in career. And then um, I led the Big East with six picks in, six was in the top. I, I think it was top four, but it was like the, the, the nation leader had seven. And then it was like three of us that had six. Yeah, six. Got you. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Now you put in work that year. You put so in that, work that, that year. Was, that was a great experience for me. Like just everything that I had to deal with and the, just the fight and push from becoming a DB to now, all of it coming together. Yeah, yeah. Now I'm starting to see a future in that position. Right, right. I mean, wow. um, so that that was a great a great memory for me. Um, my last year playing at, against uh, Notre Dame, the last game of the year. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. Was, that was the last game, last game at the stadium, right? Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. And it was another another situation when we beat Miami my sophomore year right on campus. Thursday night, we beat Miami. The crowd rushes the stadium. Yep. They they scoop the goalposts up. And you know, then we on campus. They the student body take the goalposts all the way down to uh to Fords. Did right they? On- they took wow. that, that bit, oh, that hill? <laughs> Bro, it was lit. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That was crazy. Yeah. Wow. So those, those are, the, just on the field, those were my greatest, my best experiences. But, you know, just hanging out with the, with the fellas always. No, that's like the most fun that I had. The, the best experiences of my life in college. Just yeah. meeting different people from different cities, states, uh, and, you know, you come with something that you are used to, whether it's music, uh, style, and then yeah. they had their own, like, you already know, my best friend was from Houston. Yeah. Wait. Yep, shout out to Willie, so, yeah. But so we, you know, it, it was just a lot of differences, but a lot of good times. Yeah, yeah, a lot of great times there at Pitt, man. Um, did you... Um, did you stay by yourself when you, you when you moved off campus, or did you have roommates? Um, who did you room with? Did you, did you and Whit room together? We we never roomed together. I, oh, I wow. roomed with Jules, Big Jules. Okay, yeah. Now what what? <laughs> Shout out to Julian Graham. Uh, yeah, Trey Trey McCray. Okay, yeah. Me and Trey was roommates, and then by my senior year, I was by myself. Got you, got you, got you, and so. When did it become real that you had a shot, a real shot of being an NFL athlete? When did that after, hit you? My after my junior year. Yeah, after your junior year. That that after that season, 
I was second team All-American. And then now I'm starting to get the preseason accolades going into the following year, um, all that attention. Um, agents are starting to uh, try to contact me. That's when it started to get real. Mm. That I think that summer, it was either the summer going into my junior year or the summer going into my senior year, we had to run 40s for the pro scouts. And I had ran a 438. So, we're moving. Yeah. Just that in itself, speed, year, all that started to give me the confidence that, man, I could play on the next level. I think I got a shot. Fast forward, draft day. Talk about that experience. Where were you? You got the call. Speak about draft day. I was at home. Uh, had a cookout and you know that I think during that time draft was Friday and Saturday yeah or Saturday and Sunday I think it was Saturday and Sunday you're right yeah Saturday Sunday yeah you're right Saturday Sunday yep those two days the first I want to say the first three rounds was on Saturday so a lot of the mock drafts had me anywhere from late first round to second round um, but what hurt me at the combines, I ran a four or five, was supposed to run at a pro day, but I, I had tweaked my hamstring. Mm. So going into that final week leading up to the draft, the, I, I sent out a letter to all the NFL scouts. I will be running this day at this time. Only two teams showed up. Hmm. Pittsburgh Steelers and the New York Giants. Okay. All I right. ran a 4-4-0 and Pittsburgh Steelers drafted. Hmm. Who called so, you? Do you remember? So I can't remember who called me, but at the time, the defensive coordinator, Tim Lewis, also was the DB coach at Pitt when he when I was being recruited. Oh, wow. Okay. He also helped get me into the big 33. So I had a relationship with Tim Lewis. Wow. From from high school through college, because I would, during that process of me being a running back and a DB, my dad would talk to him. And Tim used to say, look, you want to get to the NFL? You got to get on the field. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So just leading up to that draft day, wasn't sure exactly where I was going to go, but uh, what ended up happening, I went third round. It was a long day, stressful, because the draft started at 12 o'clock. Right, right, right. I didn't get drafted until the the evening, because you got first round, second round. Now I'm like early third, 77 pick, Um, stressed. I mean, it was a big picnic, big barbecue, family, friends. Definitely. Now, now I'm getting a little anxious. I'm upset. I'm 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 embarrassed. Yeah, yeah, all of the above. But did people stay? Did, did, or yeah, did the crowd start to get smaller? Everybody stayed? Everybody started getting restless. Then I disappeared. Where you, like, Where you go? I, just, I had to take a walk. I, I ain't want to be around everybody at this time. It's 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 long. I can yeah. only the dudes who think they're going first round and they in New York. Mm, yeah. You know I mean, yeah. you were at least around family and friends and loved one, and you were still feeling some type of way. 
but those are the people that you care about the most of how they you, you're more embarrassed around them i don't mm. really care about what other people think so i'm more That's embarrassed fair. from my family you know what i mean almost gotcha. like letting them down i don't know that's just how i felt that's um, fair but once i got that call from pittsburgh i was out you know all that stress and anxious went yeah. away I'm, I'm in i'm in it now foot's in the door let's go let's go i'm ready to roll so deuce deuce time in time as a pittsburgh stiller quickly what, what's like one or two memories that come to mind um rookie year um again another uh er, another uh, situation where it's the end of an era. Three River Stadium. All the all the the former Stiller greats at that game. Last game, yep. Three River Stadium. Um, and I, 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 we're playing against the Redskins. Um, my childhood uh, hero is on the other team, Deion Sanders. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I'm, I'm receiving a punt return. And taking it to the house, that game's yeah. the record in Three River Stadium. And once the game was over, that stadium is being knocked down. So that record will always be there. Yeah, always, always. Wow, yeah. that's really cool. That's really awesome. And so as I look back at that, at that uh, in my head of you scoring that touchdown, and I think about that, you know, you scoring touchdowns at Pitt. You always had that one arm up, dog. Has that always been your thing, dog? It's like that, that one arm. I don't know if it be telegraphed or what, I don't know what that is, dog. I don't Have know. you always had that? Yeah, I'm, I'm getting ready to stiff arm. Because in oh, that pick, if you see the if you see that touchdown pick, it's like I'm doing the Heisman because somebody I'm anticipating somebody coming and it's some I think the safety is Sam Shade, something shade. Yeah. And I stiffed arming to get away from them like at the five yard line and then I, I, I get into the end zone but uh, that was a great moment for me and then uh winning the Super Bowl uh, yeah. just that again now I'm dealing with more adversity in the NFL get cut by the Steelers go to Tampa get hurt play in one game get cut after a month out of football the rest of the year go to Carolina Panthers, get hurt in the preseason, get cut, miss that whole regular season, in and out of different workouts, and then finally get an opportunity to uh, go to the Patriots at the end of the year to win a Super Bowl. So just that whole process of dealing with adversity and then it all coming full circle and it all paying off of staying the course, going back to staying the course. You know what I mean? Life's lessons. Everything you learn, like I had already dealt with adversity prior to getting to being in that situation and seeing how I was able to see my way through that situation and remembering my dad telling me to stay the course. You know, you can't focus on what you what's right in front of you at the time. Because if I focus on that, I never will be able to get to where I want to be. Mm-hmm. Go where I want to go. Uh, experience what's out there that's available to me if I'm focusing on things that appear to be a bad situation. Mm. Not too high, not too low. Stay the course. course. Stay the course. And so as we fast forward, uh, you're coaching now. 
And mm -hmm. so, so when did the desire to coach like hit you? And just talking about, just talk about the uh, the opportunity to, and I, just knowing you, I mean, you know, you know the X's and O's, but I know you love the opportunity to help people. You know, what I mean, to pour in the help to help them develop as a, a as a person. And so, mm -hmm. to speak to speak to your your coaching life. Really, that's it. The the mentoring and developing young men. That's what I love to do. Um, towards the end of my career, you know, I wasn't no pro bowler or anything like that. Uh, but towards the end of my career, I was a player coach. I was, I was, and Eric Mangini kept me around to really, I understood his system. I understood what he was looking for. I understood how to prepare uh, week in and week out. And really I was coming along and making sure that I was the, 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 the model. Um, I was the leader. I was the guy to show the younger guys what he was looking for. And I said, I, I, I kind of liked it. And I was always thinking about life after football. Um, I heard on a podcast, big podcast, guys talking about us as football players, that's our identity. And when you are in that transition phase, a lot of times guys struggle and they have to see different people to talk about, you know, the, just the mental health, the mental problems, whatever it is, just that yeah. transition period is it's tough for a lot of athletes. Definitely. I never saw myself, that was never my identity. I mm. never looked at myself. That was something that I did. That was part of, that was part of the journey. That was something, that was a tool for me to learn and grow and develop to transition to my life's purpose. Mm. And my life's purpose is to mentor and develop and help young people be successful at whatever they want to do. Mm. But yeah, playing football, those experiences, playing in the NFL just allowed me to have the platform that I have right now. Mm, I love that approach. I love that approach. So the platform you have right now, which is, what's your current role now? I'm uh, the cornerback nickel coach at the University of Wisconsin. Wisconsin. So how is it? So that's in Madison, right? Yep. So how, how has it been in Wisconsin? Man, it's beautiful. Is it like Maine? No. Okay. It's, it's a city atmosphere um, right on campus. It goes right into downtown. And then you got like the two lakes sitting right on the outside of the city. Mm, that sounds um, beautiful, yeah. It, it's really nice. Um, game atmosphere is nice. People are nice. Um, the staff that I'm working with currently, a lot of those guys was at Pitt when I started my, my uh, coaching career as a grad assistant. So the transition was pretty easy. Um, just because I know a lot of the coaches, but also yeah, so. Jim Leonard, who is the defensive coordinator, played in the NFL for a long time. I think we work well together just because we were players. So some, sometimes when you're a player and you're a player coach and you understand, I always try to see things from the player's perspective. Yeah, yeah. 
You know, sometimes as a coach, you you could be you could do too much. Mm. You know, I, as a coach, I want I want guys. I don't want robots. I mm. want guys to play to their strengths. Sometimes coaches they want everybody to look the same. Right. Well, if you play off, if you're off corner, if you like to play off, and you can still get from A to B and make those same. Uh, the same plays as the guy who plays press play off there it is yeah yeah if you like to put your hands up or put them drop them just keep your hands in front of you if that's comfortable to you then do it Mm. sometimes as a coach we do too much no you got to do it this way no you I, I try to have the same core foundation and then start giving them tools based off of what works for their skill set mm. Yeah, that's good. That's strong. I love that approach. And, and I remember, so when I when we were at Pit Together, you know, I was a young guy, you were coaching me up and, and giving those tools. So question now, can you still demonstrate what you want them to do? Can you still I can get out de- there? I, I can demonstrate, but it's a little more teach tempo. <laughs> <laughs> little you got to protect them hamstrings, dog. <laughs> And strains, I got this that knee that I told you I had surgery on years yep. ago, starting to act up on me. Yep. Yeah. It, teach tempo. Teach tempo. I with you. I with you. Now it's, I give them some movement and they'd be like, oh, okay, coach, you still got. I was like, hey, just a little, just a little explosion, five yard movement. Right. Give you all that. So yeah, I I, I had that five yard burst when I'm working with my guys. Right, um, right, right. But teach really tempo. What, Teach tempo. Really, what I try, what I try to do, I study receivers and I try to prepare my guys for their releases, slide release, attack release, come to balance release, and a lot of times, I, I always tell my players, man, I'm still the best athlete out here because they can't give me the releases that I want to to show the player. So you know how when you service each other? Yep. It don't look what look like how I want it to look. We ain't getting no work out of that. So I'm always like, hey man, get out of the way. I see I have to do all the demonstration for everybody. Right. <laughs> I'm gonna be the I'm gonna re- I'm gonna give everybody the release, slide release. So that's why I'm always working out trying to stay in yeah. shape. Because I'm I'm I like to move. I don't want to be the one the coach that's just sitting down. Right. Uh, when we're doing certain drills I'll move at maybe five yards and then sink so they can read through the move area, mm-hmm. read my hips, see the hips sink. Now they're planting and driving. Because when you think about as a DB, everything's all reaction. Totally. So if I just set up cones, that's not realistic because we don't know at what point we have to break and transition. Never. So right. Even if I set up four cones, I may break them before the cone after the cone at the cone but it's still going to be reaction off of me so i'm gonna move sink break yeah yeah. i'll give them that type of movement i love it give them a nice even when i'm putting we're playing off everything is slow creeping out reading qb eyes back pedal Teach tempo, teach that. Yeah, back. there it is. There it is. You taught me that, man. I think you, what you call it back there, like maybe like three ten thirty, something like that. Three ten thirty. Yeah, three, you taught three, me that. Reading three step. Yeah. 
10, 10 is move area, any mm -hmm. intermediate routes, 30 deep ball. We gotta go get it. Get out. Yeah. <laughs> get out before you like the uh, big 33. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> hey, Poe, as you know, the mission of Orange Arrow is to coach student athletes to aim for success off the field, off the track, out of the pool, wherever the playing arena may be. Coach Fote, why is it important to be successful outside of your sport, to be more than an athlete? Because, one, again, it goes back to what I said. What is your life purpose? Football is a tool that's helping to teach us the things that we need to fulfill our life's purpose. Um, my job is to help my guys understand what is their purpose. So I try to challenge them. Don't just focus on just being a football player. What are you good at? So I just feel like the, being the best that you can be outside of football, because these are the things that you're going to need to go into your next career. These are the tools and the things that you need to be a good husband and a good father. All those different things. This is just uh, a, a diff, this is a phase, a, a different, this is a phase in your life. This is a chapter in your life, but it's so much that, uh, so much life to live. There's, there's more uh, that needs to be written. So I want to be successful at the things that I feel like I was created to do created to be. So I'm trying to help push my guys to expand their vision outside of just their narrow vision to expand and see who they really are and to be the best that they can be outside of just being a football player. And I've seen it so many times where guys, and I'm not gonna mention his name, but football was his identity. Football was taken away from him. He was lost and he lost his life because mm. his whole his whole, the rest of his life when football was taken away from him, he was always trying to figure it out never could and i don't even know if if he took his life but i know i talked to him before he passed away the night before mm. so at, and and he was talking about death mm. so my job I want to make sure that my guys know who they are. Yeah. I want to see what they are worth. Because like you're talking about, having success off the field, these young men are the future. This is the next generation. These young men, they, they can be whatever they want to be. You know what I mean? And, and I, I want them to have success in all those different areas. I have a, I have a player right now who wants to be a, fire, a firefighter. You know, so uh, me and a couple other people, we're trying to find different resources that allow him to be able to intern and do those things in the summertime. Mm. You know what I mean? But just Love trying it. to find what, what are you good at outside of football? But even when I'm recruiting guys, what are you good at? What are yeah. the strengths? What are the things that you see that you uh, that you're um, really good at, just like as an athlete? And then try to help steer those guys in those those, those directions that direction my guy poe thank you for who you are thank you for what you do thank you for your continued support man uh we could have went another 45 minutes man so we may have to get a part two after the season man but hey, right, poe thank you for your time i appreciate you man look forward to catching up in the near future
my man. Thank you. My guy.